Please listen carefully. Psych Essentials is a show about learning psychiatry. It's fun and educational, but should not be taken as medical advice or opinion. So kick back and try not to worry about those glaring ego deficits. We like you anyway. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, James. Welcome back to another episode of Psych Essentials. Have you seen the latest superhero mega blockbuster sensation that's hitting theaters right now? Yeah, I have. But, you know, all I could think about was my favorite character from superhero movies, which is Magneto. Who? Magneto first appeared in the X-Men comic number one in 1963, and he has this super cool ability to manipulate and create magnetic fields, and he can control metal telekinetically. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I wish I could harness the power of magnetism in real life. But James, now we can. Wait, Lindsay, are you talking about transcranial magnetic stimulation? How did you know? Well, we are perfectly set up for this episode then, because that is what we're talking about. We're talking about... TMS, or transcranial magnetic stimulation. So, James, maybe you can take us through the name TMS. What is the the T and the M and the S? What does it all stand for? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Last time we talked about electroconvulsive therapy, this is a much more recent invention. It was theorized in the late 1980s, and then it was approved by the FDA in 2008. So we're talking pretty recent here. So transcranial, this is something that goes through your head, Magnetic, because it uses precise magnet, and specifically this metal coil with electricity. And then stimulation, because it stimulates the neural pathways within some of the cortex of your brain. So you have this magnet that's put on your head, and then it stimulates the specific area in your brain. Yes. Today we're going to talk about how this works, why it works, does it work, who should get this, and then the practical considerations. So James, how does this work exactly, this TMS business? Science! Science! Some of the science is well explained, some of it is not. Let's break it down. Part one, physics. Uh. <laughs> Think back, go all the way back into your undergrad physics course. When you run electricity through a coil, it creates... A magnet. A magnet. I do remember that. If you alternate the electrical current back and forth, the poles of the magnet flips. Alter- they alternate really rapidly. And that's what's happening. So magnets, you've created this magnetic field. And if you put it near your brain, it goes through your skull. Because your skull doesn't really block much by way of magnets because it's just bone. How strong does this magnet have to be to get through your your skull? It's kind of like an MRI We'll call this 1.5 to 3 Teslas. So we're talking in the order of like a sports car. That's intense. Just kidding. That was a that was a Tesla joke. Oh, I totally missed that. <laughs> Not a car Not fan. Not a car fan. <laughs> but an MRI fills a whole room. And this is really just specific. It's very focal. It's very precise. Technically, this is a sidebar. Technically, magnetic resonance imaging is also technically transcranial magnetic stimulation because it's, it's also going through your brain and it's a magnetic and it's stimulating stuff because that's why it shows a picture. What? But to be a little ticky-tacky about this, TMS is repeated magnetic stimulation over and over and over again in a really close amount of time. 
So what does the TMS device look like? I like I have no sense of, of how to picture this. Yeah, yeah. So this, this. This thing looks like a big old box. It's like a small dishwasher, and it's attached to this paddle, kind of like, uh, what's another good kitchen thing? Like a stick of butter or two Eggo waffles. It's kind of that size. Or sometimes it looks like a helmet that you put on your head. So you got this machine. You got this paddle that you put on your head. And then here's where the biology, part two. When you have a strong magnet, the current is depolarizing the neurons. So the neurons are firing in a really specific part of your brain. And so we're talking about the surface of the cortex. So think about the cortex of your brain. And what we suspect is that this is somehow changing changing the activity in a part of your brain that's probably controlling your mood. So you're somehow causing a mass influx of depolarization in this area. It seems like there's probably like, like what you were talking about last episode with ECT with effect on serotonin and monoamine and maybe this sort of hypothalamic pituitary HPA axis. So can you just aim the paddle anywhere in the brain? Do not aim it anywhere. Aim it at a specific part. We'll show you a picture online of where it's aimed, but it's behind your temple. Okay, gotcha. So does TMS actually work? TMS does work. Studies show that the rates of improvement for depression, which is most commonly what people get TMS for, usually are greater than medication alone, not quite as good as electroconvulsive therapy. We're talking in the order. There's a lot of variation studies. I'm going to give you a rough estimate of 60-70% of the time people improve with this. Gotcha. Now, the amount of time that you improve, the sort of duration, the persistence, if you will, varies. So typically people get TMS when they're severely depressed, kind of like ECT, and people are experimenting with extended courses of TMS or, or maybe maintenance therapy where you get it like once a month or once every couple of weeks. So the, the timing is still kind of being worked out. So, James, who should get TMS? Who should we think about? People that commonly get TMS are folks who have been diagnosed with depression. As with ECT, it's usually for people who have not done well with other types of treatment. So multiple types of medication. Also, they've tried therapy. Maybe they've tried ECT as well, and they just haven't gotten better. They often find that people who have previously responded well to TMS will do well in the future, like a second or third time. Do we ever use it in anything besides depression? Yeah, it's being tried out for things like anxiety or specifically like obsessive compulsive disorder. People have been trying it for lots of psychiatric illnesses like psychotic disorders and schizophrenia. And I'd say the evidence is still a little bit mixed on that front. Are there any contraindications to TMS? Yeah, so unlike ECT, there's some people who definitely cannot get TMS. Specifically, if you have metal in your brain, so we're talking about like if you have shrapnel from an explosion or you have a surgical device like a deep brain stimulator or you have a, like an aneurysm clip, you should not get this because, we're, again, we're talking magnets, brains, metals, no good. What if you have like metal like near the brain but not in the brain? Is that okay? Like what? Like, I don't know, cochlear implants or pacemakers or defibrillators. Are those okay? Generally, uh, no. There's some people who will do it in folks who have pacemakers probably not with cochlear implants. The other people, if you have a seizure disorder, so again, you're thinking about inducing major neuro changes, depolarization, maybe, you know, you can kind of modulate the type of stimulation that you're getting. Or 
even if somebody hasn't had seizures in the past, but they're at more risk for getting seizures, like based on the meds they're on or other medical conditions like certain electrolyte abnormalities make people at higher risk for seizures. Those would be people who you'd kind of think, let's just think about this a little bit more and not just definitely go ahead. Gotcha. But it sounds like the main absolute contraindication is no metal in the brain. Yeah. But probably like shouldn't be done if you have anything near the brain. And then the seizure stuff, you have to weigh risk benefits. That's right. Okay. What does TMS look like and how exactly is it administered? So we said this machine kind of looks like, like a small dishwasher plus or minus this paddle helmet thing that, it, that goes near your head. Logistically, this is all done in a clinic. You don't have to do this in a hospital. You don't really have to stay you go to a clinic that's set up to do this. You stay awake during it. You sit in a chair. A technician hooks up this contraption that lets it sit near your head. It lasts 30-ish minutes, 45 minutes. You get this done every day, Monday through Friday at a specific time. And you do it four to six weeks. Kind of an intense commitment. It is a commitment. I mean, you're committing every day for a month. The thing is, you're not going under general anesthesia. Right. And that's pretty different than ECT. So theoretically, if you got this done at eight in the morning, you were done by nine, you could go to work and you could drive yourself because you wouldn't have just been under anesthesia. Right. Now, this is pretty safe. You could imagine that you have this thing that's right on the surface of your skin. So it can hurt on your skin. Sometimes you can hit a surface skin nerve, which would cause you some headache. You get some neck pain. The ways you would deal with that, you would adjust the position, you can apply this like numbing cream. In general, very few people actually discontinue because it's unbearable. I've heard that TMS can actually be pretty loud. Yeah, kind of like going through an MRI. So is there a risk of hearing problems or hearing loss? Yeah, so you should wear ear protection. Gotcha. Theoretically, like treatments for depression, there's the potential to induce mania or psychosis. So far in the literature, this seems to be very rare. and There haven't been a lot of cases that we've seen. There's also much less memory impairment, although some people will say that they notice feeling a little bit different, but much less than in electroconvulsive therapy. So this was a really quick run through TMS. I know we kind of raced through things. I would say that this is not yet super well known, but becoming more prevalent. Right now, it's electroconvulsive therapy, ECT, is the biggie in terms of somatic or physical therapies. TMS has the advantage of you can do this in a clinic and go to work afterwards because you're not sedated. It seems like it's pretty effective. At the same time, it's pretty new. Not everyone has access to this. Not everyone's insurance will pay for this. Not everyone, even if their insurance would pay, has the ability to go to a clinic every single day of the week. So I would say there's definitely some things to take into consideration. I'd also add that there are other procedures. There's other surgical things. I know I mentioned deep brain stimulators. There's vagal nerve stimulation. There's other kind of surgical tools. So you're talking about procedures and surgical tools for for psychiatric conditions? Yeah, they are. I would say at this point, the science is not totally in. There's still a lot of risk with these procedures. You might even say that they're kind of cutting edge. Ha ha. Like cutting into your brain kind of edge. Surgery. (laughs) We've decided not to talk about them right here and now because they're still in pretty experimental phase and we're trying to stick with things that are most common that you're most likely to see and be tested on. But 
if you would like to hear more about them, let us know. Yeah, just just send us an email or give us some feedback on our website, and we'd be happy to have an episode about those topics. All right, Lindsay, you ready for a quiz? Oh, I'm ready. True or false? Transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, more effective than ECT for depression. So I'm going to say that that is false. ECT is super duper effective, like 70 to 90. And I believe you you mentioned that TMS was more in the like 60, 70% range. You are correct. Yes. Question number two. TMS requires going under general anesthesia. That would be false because one of the best things about TMS is that you don't have to go under anesthesia and you can go to work right afterwards. You are right. Question number three. If you have metal in your brain, you are good to go. Oh, no. No, that is false. You you do not want metal in your brain plus TMS. That could equal badness. And that is one of the absolute medical contraindications to TMS. Correct. Question number four. Once you get one session of TMS, that is all you need. That is false. You need a lot of sessions of TMS. You need it like every day, Monday through Friday for like weeks. That is also correct. Cool. Thanks for listening for these two episodes about somatic or physical or procedure-based treatments for psychiatric conditions. Stay tuned for our next mini-series. In the meanwhile, you can check out our website. Leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear more about in the future. Our website is www.psychessentials.org. You can also follow us. We're on Twitter and on Facebook at Psych Essentials. Hit us up because Lindsay does an awesome job with the social media. You can check us out on iTunes where you can rate, comment, share Psych Essentials with all of your friends, families, loved ones. Our music is by Javier Suarez off the album Tumbling Dishes. There's always a link on our website. We didn't really talk about specific people, places, details are always changed to protect confidentiality. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Till next time. Bye.